Hello. For my first podcast, I thought I'd tell you my story because I think it's important that you understand who I am and how I got here. I was born in Ibadan, Nigeria, a town considered suburban in comparison to Lagos, the big city. It's something of a cliche for many, but in my case, it's completely true that at the age of five, I decided I was going to be a doctor. My uncle was my first example of the patience, steadfastness, intellectual curiosity and dedication that I was going to need. And he was my first inspiration. At the age of 15, I came to the United Kingdom for my A-levels. And shortly afterwards, in 2005, I started medical school at University College London. It was there that my vision to be impactful in the healthcare space began to form. Surrounded by past and present legacies of world changers, honed my already keen instincts to contribute my quota. My wonderful parents had sacrificed so much for me to be in medical school in the United Kingdom, to whom much is given, much is required. I knew I needed to contribute. Originally, I thought I wanted to be an oncologist. The trifold career of clinician, researcher, educator beckoned, and I began to pursue this. It was on this journey that I met the lady who's now my mentor extraordinaire, Professor Fumiolo Pade, a hematological oncologist an Associate Dean for Global Health and Walter L. Palmer, Distinguished Service Professor in Medicine and Human Genetics at the University of Chicago. She provided me with a new level of inspiration, a flood of inspiration, and showed me a pathway to achieve my goals. However, in addition to being an oncologist, she's also an expert in global health. And when I went to study under her at the University of Chicago's Institute of Global Health for my elective, the seeds of a new and different vision were planted, unbeknown to both her and to me. I returned to the UK, still on the original plan, finished my foundation, which is sort of an internship in after medical school, and then I began a training program, sort of residency program in internal medicine, which was the next stage on the path to becoming an oncologist. And then I began to do my postgraduate qualifications and I attained membership of the Royal College of Physicians, which required for me to do three separate exams. I was in the final months of completing my internal medicine program when I had my epiphany. One morning, a close relative called me from Ibadan and told me in passing that she had developed some chest pains and she was about to sleep it off. Alarm bells immediately went off. A 54-year-old lady should not be sleeping off chest pains. With a lot of convincing, I managed to get her to the local hospital for an ECG and blood test. These tests were verbally reported to me as normal, but my professional curiosity and attention to detail made me insist they scanned the results to me. They were not normal. Within a few hours, we had arranged for my relative to be transferred to a hospital in Lagos, where she underwent a CT scan that showed that the cause of her pains were blood clots in the lung. She was admitted overnight and started on treatment. I knew that this could have be managed very, very differently. 
An assessment by a specialist family doctor would have identified a recent long-haul flight to America in her history and a swollen calf on examination, which would have led them to immediately investigate for a blood clot as a cause of her symptoms. Had such a service, as I described, existed in Ibadan, she could have gone there to be seen, had her blood test, her ECG, and the Doppler ultrasound of her swollen leg, confirmed diagnosis, and treatment would have been started. She would not have needed to go to Lagos, and her patient experience would have been less costly, more efficient, and more convenient. Following this, through what I can only describe as a deconstructive and reconstructive process, I came to the realisation that my originally envisioned trifold career in oncology was completely the wrong path for me. Accepting this was hard as I had invested significantly into this pathway and built the relationships that would help me to get there. However, it became blindingly obvious to me that if I wanted to make an impact, and drive a healthcare revolution on the African continent. Being an oncologist was not going to be my path. Then came the rethink. As I was completing my training program in internal medicine, I decided to apply for a training program in family medicine, which I'm currently completing. Why family medicine, you may ask? At the very core of the African psyche is the family. Nuclear family, extended family, adopted family, we Africans are all about family. To transform healthcare delivery on the continent, we need to put African families at the heart of our approach. We need to think about effectively promoting health and empowering every single member of our African families to take charge of their own health. From the newborn baby who needs her six-week check and vaccinations to prevent infections, to her mother who needs her cervical smear to prevent cancer, to her grandmother who needs her blood pressure treated to prevent strokes. My relative only really needed to see a family medicine expert and she could have been properly managed in the comfort of her own community. Yes, we desperately need large, well-equipped hospitals and very clever specialists in all fields, including oncology. But for the transformation, for the healthcare revolution, we all desire to see in Africa. It has to start with the family. With the family.